And now you're listening to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. Here are your hosts, Joe and Nick. All right, welcome everybody. Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast episode four. How's it I'm, going? I'm Joe. That's Nick. And here we are. What's going here we on, are. Nick? Uh, not too much. Just ready for uh, our fourth show, right? Fourth show, yes. We're yeah. still on the air. <laughs> do you call it on the air? What do you call it these days with podcasts? I don't know. I don't know, but we got another guest coming on tonight. Who's that? We got Doug Burns. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doug uh, is a musician, solo artist now, acoustic Americana type stuff, they call it. Yeah. Um, I used stuff. to play with Doug in Last Great Hope. And Doug used to be in No Fraud. No so. Fraud, yeah. I remember yeah. that. We've known Doug a while. Yeah. But since high school. Yeah, I didn't know him in high school, but yeah. you went to school with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well let's let's yeah. uh let's see if he's uh gonna answer. There he is. Hey, what's happening, gentlemen? Hey Doug, how you doing, man? Doing good. What are, what are you talking on right now? <laughs> I feel like I'm talking in a in a cavern. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, it's a little better. Are you yeah, um yeah. are you on a speakerphone or no? No, I'm on a cell phone, just regular old cell phone. All right, that's good. That's yeah, better. That's, right that there. Sounds, hold on, hold on. Let me make an adjustment here. Is that any better? Yeah, it sounds yeah. good now. Yeah. There we go. So what's, what's happening, gentlemen? Nothing. Not Drinking beer, listening to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, which podcast are you listening to? I don't know. I just found this really cool one. Uh, something about coffee and rock and roll or some shit. He's always Sounds got like coffee ours. in there. <laughs> you know, coffee is a big thing. So whatever I do, I have to put coffee in there. I hear they work great for enemas. <laughs> I have not tried so, that. There's there's one more thing you can check out when, when this corona thing's all over. I might have to visit that. I'll I'll check it out. <laughs> or while you're locked down. What the hell? Go for it, you know? I'm not locked down, though. I'm out and about. Well, that's right. You're essential. I am essential. We've always told you that, Joe. I know. Now now I'm believing it. (laughs) (laughs) So so you locked down or are you out and about, too, Doug? Well, we've been locked down because we were in London um, until the 17th. So we came home and uh, have been essentially locked down since then just as a precautionary thing. But then it rolled right into the, the, uh, the same thing that everybody's doing. So we really haven't done anything. Yeah, that's right. You were in London when all this started, right? Yeah, yeah. We were there on a, uh, should have been, uh, I think it was supposed to have been a 10-day vacation and um, ended up, uh, we had to come back a little bit sooner and cut off. We were supposed to do Scotland as well, but that didn't work. So we just, uh, we, we cut and ran, but uh, everybody came back healthy. So that's what mattered. That's... <clears throat> so how was yeah. London? Oh, London's amazing. I'll tell you what, if, if I was going to be an expatriate, that would be a place I could look into real easy. Let me ask you this. How scary was it being over there and hearing the news of, you know, what's, what's starting to happen? Um, not scary from a, like I was worried about anything in particular. It really, the only thing that made me nervous was not being 100% certain what our travel getting home was going to be like, because they were starting to cancel flights and um, 
you know, they canceled our flight into Scotland. So we ended up staying in London for two more days and then they canceled our flight home. So we literally had to kind of just call and, and ended up with what was uh, only one of two flights out of Heathrow into Atlanta for that day. So we just kind of got lucky. Mm. Yeah. That was my biggest fear was just not being able to get home. And then, you know, you see what some people are going through now that I think they're home finally, but people were stuck in some pretty yeah. unforgiving places. Yeah. People are still stuck over there somewhere. Uh, like in South America, there's places where it's just really scary because they don't yeah. want them there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're treating them kind of like, uh, um, you know, uh, gypsies or something, but, you know, just making sure that they stay put. And, and uh, I just, you know, you just worry because some of them got kids and they just don't know how they're supposed to get back. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah, terrible. Scary. Yeah, wasn't, yeah. But anyway, we made it back and it was awesome. Loved it. Wasn't uh, that movie 28 days later over there? Yeah. It was. And you know, what's funny is our, um, I can't remember which cab driver it was, but it was like one of our, our second to last day or last day. It might've been a, been a the trip to the airport where our driver said that he kind of felt like he, he was in that movie. <laughs> Great. And I was like, well, that's really reassuring, but he did it with such a, such a British sense of humor, kind of that dry Monty Python kind of approach that it was actually quite funny. And, and we're just, you know, all laughing about, uh, the unfortunateness of the whole thing. Oh man. Well, that's something you always remember that trip, I'm sure. Well, in a way, it was kind of funny uh, just being um, taking the, the selfish look at it is we, there was no lines for anything. And we literally were walking around kind of what was turning into a ghost town because they were they were shutting everything down. And by the day we left, they shut um, all the pubs and restaurants and all the museums shut down on the 17th, the day that we left. So we'd really done everything that we needed to do anyway. Well, and yeah, it was they... kind of like, OK, well, let's go. They they had to shut it down knowing that Doug Burns was leaving. That's right. No no more reason to keep it open. Oh, fantastic though. I would I would say if you ever think about or if you haven't been and and are thinking about it, definitely go. Definitely I, go. I would I would love to go over there sometime. I've never been. I've been to uh, Paris. That's that's the only place I've. Ever I liked been. it better than Paris. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. I I thought Paris was beautiful and and you know just exciting and and you know things that you never thought you'd see. And right. in a lifetime kind of thing, especially as a kid. But after seeing that first and then um, England, England is just it's just really super um, just green. Um, a lot of a lot of parks and just a lot of beautiful just uh, old, you know, well, like anywhere else over there, old buildings. But I don't know some about the charm of it and the people were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, yep. you um, uh, you and I have we go back a little bit playing in bands together and music. Um, but you know, Nick from high school, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. This, we got like, uh, three old friends chatting here on the phone. Oh yeah. 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 We were, Nick and I were just chatting about that before you got on the line and yeah, he knew you before I knew you. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to, um, we all, I think everybody played in bands when we were kids and, and I certainly remember Nick, uh, shredding it up back then. And, <laughs> Then, uh, you know, we finally got our act together and, and put a band together when we were like uh, some friends of mine and I, I think we must have been like 19, 20 years old. And, uh, you know, just haven't looked back since. It's like the mafia. Once you're in, you can't get out. Can't get out. <laughs> they keep now, what, dragging me back in. What, what band was that that you started back then? Uh, it's a band called Chaos with a yeah, K. Okay. That's, that's the band I remember you from originally. Yeah. And that was where I first met, you know, of course, our mutual friend, Walter Rossman. Right. 
because we shared a warehouse together. And then, uh, then he and I went off and, and joined up with no fraud for, well, like five or six years for me. And I think he's still an actual member in good standing. Yeah. 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 You were playing now, bass, bass for no fraud. Is that what you were playing? For? Yeah. Yeah. I went from always being a hack rhythm guitar player to, uh, to deciding bass would be great. Cause it's only got four strings. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, to learn. Well, certainly, you know, the, the fast hardcore stuff was a little, was hard, but uh, certainly, um, you know, I wasn't trying to be uh, Ingve Malmsteen, so that helped out. Now, you um, recorded with No Fraud or no? Yeah, we did um, at least, I know we did a cassette that I was on and a couple of splits. I don't think we did a full full record, but now again, they really haven't done uh, what I would call full records in, in forever anyway. But quite a few um, splits, uh, some stuff that we did with bands that, that actually um, far surpassed us, like uh, Lesson Jake and and Face to Face. You know some of those uh, punk rock and ska bands. Um, so so we were in good company back then. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how things kind of go in a circle, isn't it? If you think about it, like we had um, Nick and I used to share a warehouse, which we ended up sharing with No Fraud. Didn't we, Nick? Or we turned it over to them? Yeah, one night we let them play there. Right. And they but then when, yeah. And when we left that warehouse, I think that was the Venice warehouse. I think No Fraud took that warehouse, didn't they? Over in the industrial area? Mm, no, it was. Um, well, we let them play yeah. when uh, we were by that, uh, the warehouse where, where the furniture store was. Remember the furniture guy? It was in the back. Yeah, in the back. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know when that would have been when, when I was with them, it was always at, uh, the singer's house, all practices and, and, uh, quite a few performances. Or like I do, yard, yeah. Yard I do concert. remember no, I do remember no fraud having a, a warehouse in the industrial section though. Oh yeah. And that's where, yeah. uh, that was like their very early days, like yeah. 85, maybe 86 when, uh, and, and they would get bands to come play there too. Like I remember, um, you know, nobody knew who he was, but Dave Grohl came there and played with scream. Um, it would have been probably 87 or 88. All right. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And you I know, nobody didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows knew anything except that scream was an awesome punk rock band. And then uh, years later when, uh, you know, people, I guess maybe people started looking at pictures and talking about it and they realized, Holy crap, that's the guy from Nirvana. Huh? Yeah. Small and then, town. And then you had a warehouse in Northport with, with conspiracy, conspiracy didn't you yep yep and, and we shared you, that for just a brief time and did you know walt got that warehouse from me also i did not and you know when i think about it we really only practiced there a couple times um because we had a place out in the woods it was like a, a buddy of mine's dad's construction trailer and um that was our that was our home base and, and party spot hmm. so we so, played yeah. a couple shows at the at the warehouse there's actually one on uh on YouTube, it's, uh, I think, almost 45 minutes long of both Conspiracy and Chaos. Right, right. So we, we shared those warehouses, and then years later is when you and I finally like met, I guess you would say, forming Last Great Hope. Right, right. And, and it's a day that will live in infamy, Joe. I remember that day. You remember that day <laughs> I came down there? I don't remember that day. I remember... Uh, that was a very transitional period and we had 
friend of ours playing bass who couldn't get out of there quick enough. You know, now that I remember, I, yeah, I do remember you coming down and, and Walt was saying this, uh, guy you'll probably know you should you should remember him and my memory's like for shit so well i don't think we i mean we we might have known of each other seen each other but we don't really talk to each other yeah i think that's probably more what it was you know we ran in the same circles right right but i remember coming down there and we played and then i think you said so are you in and i i was a little hesitant you're like i don't know i (laughs) I said, yeah, and then the rest is history. And then we got famous and, and uh, <laughs> made our millions, and, and then, you know, the documentaries out there. Speaking of documentary, documentaries, remember when we were filming all that stuff on Warp Tour? I do, yeah. All the, the antics, you know, one of those, you play for 25 minutes, and the rest of the time you're doing shenanigans. I remember we filmed a lot, but I, I have a tape of it, but I don't have a player to play it. You should but do something with it. I didn't know if you had the other stuff. I had no, I have nothing from that time period um, other than memories and scars. Hmm. Hmm. And a few How long pictures. were you guys together? Uh, Last Great Hope? Gosh, yeah. I don't know. What was that? Seven years, maybe? Was it that long? I don't know. I think it... 2004 to... to around 2010. Yeah, and you got to remember, we 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 kind of ended things and we put out a second record, um, and then you know the kind of the bottom fell out of the music business, and there was really nothing to pursue, no place to play, and then all of a sudden, a friend of ours with a label wanted to pick it back up, and and we were thinking, okay, let's do this again, and then uh, that gentleman. Uh, the wonderful stiff passed away. So then like second time was a charm. We decided that's, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. We'll pack it in, but it was yeah. a great record. We made a great second record. First one too. Like a revolution. Second. Yeah. Record. Yeah. So Actually, um, I was listening to it today and, and a friend of mine is going to be playing it on his radio station uh, in Sarasota on 21st uh, next week. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, he's gonna play some of that for us. Nice. Um, after Last Great Hope, you didn't play for a while, did you? After Last Great Hope, um, you know, I was probably just writing, um, doing some stuff just on my own, and um, nothing, nothing that that really came to anything. Um, that would be worth mentioning but then then i decided i was going to just do a solo thing and that's kind of where i've been for the past seven eight years i think right right and Maybe it's, now you call it a what do you call it like an americana yeah that's about the easiest term it's it's kind of it, it ranges a little bit from sounding very country to sometimes like a little bit of a 70s singer songwriter sometimes a little rockabilly but it, it kind of falls mostly in that americana um, just uh, acoustic singer songwriter with an edge kind of thing. I call right. it sometimes garage garage country. I think you called it alt country at one time too. Alt right? country, yeah, yeah. Depends who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> what whatever's going to get the most attention, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's definitely it, it is not traditional country by any means, and that's why when people think it, they hear that you know I call it country, like that's not country, and I say, well, neither is half the stuff that's out right now. So. 
Right. Don't base it on that. You know, I'm talking about comparing it more to like Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and, you know, the, the real country stuff. Real country. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Dwight country Yolk. out today is like it, pop, pop rock twang, almost. Man. It's it's pop music with a southern accent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's God bless them. They're they're doing a thing and they're making money and, and living the dream. But uh, it, it's nothing I can stomach. So not for me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them don't even write their own songs. It's like they just I'd be surprised if any of them did, you know, yeah. Nick, I'd be, I'd be really surprised. I think they, that, and traditionally though, that's the way a lot of it's been with yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Even the, the guys that I listened to, Johnny Cash didn't write half his stuff, but it just had soul and he worked with a real band and he worked with, uh, you know, he kind of made it his own. These guys are just churning out, um, you know, songs that are, are one sounds like the other. Right. So not not for me. I, I used to really rip on it a lot and, and have a hard time, but I get it. These guys are just trying to trying to live the dream like we all did. Now, how'd you go into that direction of that kind of music? It's something I've always been into. I just uh, you know when you think about the stuff that we used to um, get influenced by with with the Last Great Hope, a lot of it was like social distortion and fans that themselves were interested in, in country music and influenced by it. So I, I had always listened to Johnny Cash, um, which I think most people do. They just don't realize it's country right. or, or never, you never called it country. It was just Johnny Cash. Um, and then um, I think it was probably one day I was listening to, to Sirius radio and they have a great, they, well, it's changed too, but back in the day it was called uh, the outlaw country channel. And, and, and it truly was outlaw country because they were playing all the great 70s and 60s and, and those guys that are true outlaws. And I just kept listening to more and more of it and uh, realized that that was definitely what I was into. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, I, I still love the metal and I still love the punk. So it's hard to hard to differentiate sometimes. What's your favorite metal band? Currently, um, gosh, I mean, if we're talking old school, probably the Scorpions. Scorpions, really? Yeah, those guys are just amazing. And I'm talking about pre pre uh, Rocky like a hurricane. Uh, everything that came before that was just outstanding. Um new stuff, I like the, you know, bands like Volbeat. Big fan. Mm, Scorpions. Big fan of Volbeat. Oh yeah. See anything with Michael Shanker. See, we've known each other a long time and I never knew that. Oh yeah. I mean, I like it all. I like all the hair metal and and you know, another I I would say my second favorite's probably Except. Right. I knew you like them. Yeah. Udo. Sure. Those guys shred still both versions. Nick, what's your favorite metal band? Favorite metal band. Oh, geez. So many. Um, now I'd say, uh, probably alter bridge. I like them. Yeah. You've liked them a while. Yeah. Um, that's the guy from Creed, right? Yeah. Well, it's basically Creed with a new singer. Is that what it is? Best thing that ever happened to him then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you weren't a fan, I guess. Ah, uh, Scott Stapp. No, can't. I can't do it, man. Can't do it. How I many, do like the band, though. They're heavy. How many times did we see Creed, Joe, when the first album came out? Just twice, right? We saw him at um, bunch the of House times. of Blues. Frankie's uh, Patio in Tampa or wherever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That yeah. was a small place. And then we Livestock, we saw them. Yeah. Three times, I guess. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my uh, my Creed manager story? I don't think so. Let's hear it. 
we were at uh, my buddy, you know, Malibu, of course, uh, we were at mm-hmm. his wedding reception and it was very late. It was uh, like the bars had long since closed or the I should say the hotel bar had long since closed, but they let us keep drinking. And we were sitting at a table um, and Lou was talking about Creed. And, I, you know, I was a little bit uh, two sheets to the wind at the time. And he started talking about Creed and I just went on a tirade. Oh, God. And, you know, I couldn't say enough bad things about him, apparently. And he, uh, when, I, when I finally paused, he goes, well, this gentleman here, I just want to introduce him. It's their manager. And uh, nice. I can't remember. I can't remember looking at him, going, uh, "Okay, sorry about that." I, I wasn't like tr- I wasn't. I thought I'd be a little more embarrassed, but I kind of just rolled with it. But he looked at me like I just said, you know, the the worst thing I could ever tell him. But later that night or that morning, he said something like something to the effect of, "I get it, man. We get that a lot." I bet they so, did. Yeah, so it was kind of funny. When he gives you that look, you only have to say one word. All you got to say to him is. What? <laughs> Give him the Vinny the, the, the Barbarino. The Vinny yeah. Barbarino. What Whoa. could I do? I run my mouth sometimes, and, and uh, I'd rather be honest about it and just put it out there. Now, you've recently um, worked with your son on a song. We did. We did. Well, we've done a couple things. Um, some that were um, for my own solo gig stuff. And then we did the uh, a Danzig copy as well, a version of Mother. Yeah, that came out real good. I like that. I was really proud of it, Nick. I mean, it, it was uh, it's been kind of boiling in my head for a while. Did you like it? Oh yeah, yeah, it was real good. Now, yeah, why was that, that? That was your idea to do that song. I had been just, you know, it's one of those things that when whenever you have a guitar and you're, you're you know, you find yourself just strumming. I kept hitting those chords, and it was at yeah. E minor. Mm-hmm. um and and um the the g and the or the c and the d and and it just kept sounding more and more like something i i wanted to use and uh, i think i just belted out that you know mother and it, it kind of worked with it and that was probably over a year ago and then uh it just kind of kept evolving from there to where we recorded it and it came out so good that we decided hey let's try to make a video and kind of everything just just kind of fell into place it took a while but uh but we got all the components done and and uh we're able to do it so i was yeah i was excited about it yeah now you, the video came out pretty good too yeah was that um, i was really happy yeah did you do that all on your own or did you have somebody help you with that no no we had a friend of ours tori who is uh she's a film student and um she had done some things that i had seen and wanted to have her do for me and it turned out that, you know, I, I just didn't, it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. And then we asked her if she'd be interested in, in doing this. And I kind of wasn't sure if it was her genre or her thing. And she was all in. So we, we went out to a creepy old dark barn and uh, just shot this thing in about three hours. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally, totally happy. It came out better than than we thought it would. And I think as of today, it's, you know, it's like anything else. You're not Van Halen, so you're not getting you know a million plays but i think we're almost up to 500 so that's kind of exciting nice that is exciting nice cool version of that song yeah where can people find that if they want to check that out Uh, it's on youtube is is uh and it's under our project name is called november coming fire which is a a sam hain danzig uh record title so everything's kind of a homage tribute to mr danzig i see i see Uh, yeah november coming fire mother is the song title 
Well, how about we play that song right now? You want to do that? Let's do that.
that version doug yeah, very good, good job sir good. thank you thank you now did your son help you with the arrangement of that or was that all you um the basic bones of it the arrangement were mine but he definitely came in and um made some some very good uh suggestions on changes that that, that were make, made it more effective and he did all of the production and all the keys and synth I see. So, he, he's getting into music now, correct? Uh, he's beyond my capabilities, to be honest. He's teaching me how to run my DAW, and he's teaching me how to, to uh, you know, record properly. And and uh, he's he's taught himself just about everything he knows. And now he's going to be going to school for it. Yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah, is he's he gonna, he's with. Where is he going to go? Is, gonna go? is he going to go to Full Sail or? No, no, he's going to the University of Minnesota. Oh, okay. He's, I, you know, and this is kind of like it sounds a little bit braggy or, or douchey, but he could probably walk in and do like a, a an instructor role at Full Sail. He already knows just by what he's learned through, you know, all this the training that he's done on his own. He he's pretty sharp. Um, so that would be that would be a not not like a waste of his time I, I certainly don't want to say that but he's just really good he's 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 at, he's at the point where he needs more theory and uh and work on his actual playing and and uh live performance how old is he now he's 18 and i've known him since he was what like Gosh. probably like four five yeah if i was gonna say four or five somewhere in there yeah i was and, gonna say uh, he's he's as long as I've known him, he's always been like that. Like, yeah, he's he's been a, a fast study, and um, he taught himself all the most of the the tech stuff that he knew, and that he got into, and and uh, just been a been a fast learner. So the music thing, once he got bitten by that bug, I have to apologize probably for that. Um, you know, now he's going to run with this, and he's he's already doing really good. So 
can't can't stop him. Can't fault Good him. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So now that you're solo, you uh, you're playing some shows and doing the whole solo act, just like what restaurant bar type thing, or what are you doing? I do uh, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of the pubs, a lot of the um, uh, restaurants, but I, I get some great uh, little little feature things as well. Um, some festivals. I play, uh, have been, uh, this will be, if, if they have it this year, this will be year number four up in, in St. Augustine for a big one they do up there. Um, that always has national acts as well. And then of course, strawberry festival. Love the strawberry festival. It's a great place to play. They, it's a built in audience. They love what, you know, if it's, if it's anything reminiscent of Johnny cash, they'll sit and listen all day. So, um, it's, it's a joy. But yeah, most of it's it's the you know the playing the pubs and the bars and trying to make it worth your time to to enjoy what you do but get paid to you know paid at the same time. Sure, sure. It's got to be much easier doing it by yourself than with a band, huh? It, it it's it's why I do it as a solo act now. There's the, you don't have to ask anybody if they're available or deal with the the stuff that goes with the band. It's just easier. Just a man and his guitar. That's right. I mean, there's certainly times you wish you had a band or you know, you could do like what you used to do, but at the end of the day, you know, you reach a certain age where if you haven't made a steady project out of it, that's going to be earning for you, then it's really hard to keep a band going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice to work as a solo act. What have you done on your own? Like any, uh, yeah, big shows? I've, I've, uh, what have you been doing? The, probably the first, um, the, biggest i'm trying to think of uh if anything came before i i got um asked to open up for john anderson back two years ago he's a guy that did swing in and had some major big country hits in the 80s and, and early 90s um and so i opened up that show for him and then uh the same venue was doing a lot of a uh, lot of bands that uh, were coming through the area had an off night they could pick them up and and still make a big show out of it and this was in englewood um and so i got uh got to open up for night ranger, night ranger. um and night i got ranger. to meet i got to meet brad gillis it was pretty awesome pretty awesome he was, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he was one of my faves back then i told him i said that you know when i was a kid i remember when randy rhodes died and he was the first guy that that yeah, filled he, in he took over yeah and he shredded. He was probably the only guy that could cover that stuff as well as he did. It was almost exactly, you know, because other people play it similar, but I don't think a Zach Wild is a Randy Rhodes in the way that Brad Gillis was. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I, and I told him all that story, and he was like, "Oh, thanks, man. That's really sweet of you to say." He's like, "You don't look that old." Well, <laughs> 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 I got a really cool picture, and 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 it's funny because when he was walking through it, I took a look at him. I'm like, I think that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. It's either him or Sammy Hager. I'm not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he was super nice. And and then um, and then uh, Night Ranger just blew everybody away. They were amazing. So that was that was a fun fun gig. Um, but yeah, the John Anderson show, and then uh, Winona Judd. I played a, a show with her and her amazing band. So had some good things. And and the the one I do up in in St. Augustine is always it's always a, a completely free. But they always have um, nationals. So like this past year was, I don't know if you're familiar with Casey Musgrave. She's huge right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was the the national for that and um, just blew everybody away. So I get I get some bones every now and then. It's nice. Well, good, man. It sounds like things are going well for you in your solo career. 
Things are good. We could probably tell all kinds of crazy stories, but that's that's another time, right? All the warp tour stuff and Oh yeah, we'll and, bring uh, you back on and we'll discuss that stuff. Secrets lies. I, I do I do have to ask episode. though, do you still get injured on your solo shows like you used to do at our shows? I have not had a single thing that sent me to the hospital. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know why that is. Injured? What happened? <laughs> he he would get injured every time. Really? Well, not every time, but anytime we had like a big show, I guess it would be. Uh-huh. That's when you would get hurt, wasn't it? The big show. Well, it was. Yeah, and it was usually the the main one was that right in um, St. Pete when uh, we were just about to go on, <laughs> and I I caught my head on a on a big one of those big trailer hitches. We were walking to, to the run stage. to the stage. And uh, yeah, and Don Little, our good buddy, was kind enough to to kind of tape it up for me and and get me to so I could play. And then uh, took me to uh, who did you took me to the ER, didn't you? I, as soon as we finished our set, we you and I dropped our guitars and went right to the hospital. Yeah, and then we made it back in time for the Bad Religion cookout. Yeah, so that was kind of cool and, and uh, crazy. But yeah, they the only other time was Steve Poland's fault. You know that. Well, you, you did a. We were on tour with Dead Kennedys, and you did a stage dive, right? And nobody uh, caught you. Well, we were crowd surfing. <laughs> And he and I had 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 liberal amounts of uh, whiskey drinks, and we'd gone maybe seven or eight times, and and it was the last time we were going to do it. And he's like, "Come on, come on, let's go, come on, one more time." And literally, we got to the edge, and and uh, he was gone already. But <laughs> I'm surfing, and I, I could literally see where I'm out of people all of a sudden, and I got nowhere to go but down, and and I hit head first on the concrete floor, Ooh. and probably should have gone to the hospital because I I was I was in I definitely had a concussion I know for a fact because I was not myself for about yeah, two that, days that was scary yeah, yeah and the singer from Dead Kennedys came and threw a drink in my face because he thought it was funny <laughs> <laughs> we had some good, good times. times good oh. times that's uh, and, lies legends and stories we'll call that episode yeah yeah and you, you at least from the um, Warp Tour show there are some cool pictures out there of us playing live with blood running down your face. Yeah, a lot of great photos. Uh, fortunately, we people were taking pictures at, at most of the the better shows by that time, so it was good. Um, yeah, the blood the blood shots are there. Yeah, yeah, good times. All right, Doug. Well, listen, I know you've got some uh, Tiger King to catch up on. <laughs> I do. I got to see how it all turns out, man. <laughs> I know you're a big fan. But uh, I'll let you go. I appreciate you taking the time to get on with us. Um, yeah, and thanks for coming on, Doug. You bet, Nick. Always good to talk to you, man. And, and yeah, besides, we got a promo to talk about that project we, uh, the distance project, when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't even that mention that. Good. Joe's got to get working on that. I'll tell you we what. When we'll, promo on that. Once we get that thing released, we'll uh, three of us will get back on here and we'll yeah. promote that a little. All right, let's do it, guys. Sounds good. All right, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Right. Yep. Take care, man. See All you. Right, we'll see you. Bye. See you.